You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. Now, this is one of my favorite podcasts that I do all throughout the year, and that's because I'm at Deer Camp up in my home state of Wisconsin. Now, it's been an awesome week so far. There's some stories of success here on the show, including a wrap-up to what happened on the island when I came up here this year for a public land bow hunt. Now, it didn't end up as expected, but I definitely got some closure, so stick around to hear that. But there's other stories of success as well. I'm, I'm recording in a new spot that I've never recorded from before. My mom's in-laws have an awesome farm this amazing valley with all kinds of topography, different habitats for deer and turkey and bear and you, you name it, they probably have it on their property. And so we're gonna hear some of the history about this farm, how long it's been in the family, what deer hunting has looked like since they started hunting there and what it looks like now. So an amazing episode all the way around. I'm excited, let's jump in. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. Now, this is the first podcast from Wisconsin, 2023, and I'm sitting here with a bunch of family, and we're going to be talking about the deer hunt so far, recap the story everybody heard on the podcast about the island hunt and kind of the closure that I got from that, and then also talk about some history of a family farm that we're staying at. So before we start, let's go around the table, introduce yourself, maybe how you're affiliated with this crew. I'm Rhonda. I'm Dan's mom. Yep. Yep. Right. I came right out of her. So Yeah. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Uh, I am Rhonda's husband. I'm Dave, and I'm Kevin's dad. There you go. There we go. We're going to have a couple people jump in and out here throughout the podcast, but why don't we start by talking about the farm that we're at? Because first off, this house is awesome. Like every time I come in here, I'm like, this is what deer camp, every deer camp, there's probably places all over the country that are kind of like this, full of family history, full of history of of hunts and mounts and i mean you've got i don't know 12 13 different species of animals in here so we'll be we'll be covering a lot of that stuff so when did you guys get the place well it started back my great uncles had this place and where i live now okay but in uh that was in about 1880 something so in about 1911 my great uncle andrew come over and built this place okay so, and then my grandparents bought it, and then in 1980, my cousin Bob 
and I bought it together. So we had the place from 1980 until just last year, and then my son Wayne bought Bob's half out. So okay, right now it's between me and my son Wayne have the property here. So yeah, and we've hunted here forever. That's when, since when was your first hunt here? Uh, would have been in 1962. Dang, that's cool. Was how much different was the hunting here then versus now? Well, back then, we got together. My two brothers lived close by and everything, and we'd make drives, you know, because they own property right next to it. So yeah. then we did a lot of driving and people standing and everything. And with the hill country, it really wasn't that dangerous because you're not shooting on flat ground. But now it's kind of got to be where everybody sits, and the deer don't move like they used to when you drove them. So yeah. Was it was it hot when you were driving, or and like did the action shut off when you weren't, or was it just basically all throughout the week you were getting up and moving? We would usually sit in the in the mornings, and then about ten o'clock we'd get together and make some drives, and that's when you got the deer moving. Yeah, yeah, you let them move naturally when they're used to moving, yeah. And then once they're bedded down or hanging out in a spot, then you're like, nope, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, you got to play ball one way or another. Yeah, that's cool. What about you? I mean, Mom, how long have you been hunting this property now? Uh, well, 13 years. Yeah, roughly. About 13 years. Mm -hmm. um, when I married Kevin, then I started coming over here and hunting. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, it's a lot of hills, a lot of um, valleys. Um, the deer are great here. Yeah, it's just an awesome place to be. It's a, it, it is a, it is a true hunting camp is what it is. This yeah. is. If I ever had to imagine a hunting camp, this would be it. Yeah, and you opened a restaurant, a pop-up restaurant in the woods. I did, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I started um, um, cooking in the woods for hunting, and so I call it my deer blind breakfast or whatever. And so I just start, when I'm sitting out there, I make my breakfast and my lunches and whatever and cook right there on the heater on the cast iron and make venison every time. Yeah, we've checked the regulations. Even though she is cooking venison, bacon, and sausage, that isn't technically baiting, so we, yeah. she can get by with it. So <laughs> we were checking that quite a bit the other day. So I saw a meme the other day, and it was a guy. He brought out uh, snack sticks, like venison snack sticks, and he's like bringing them back to the place we first met, and he's sitting yeah. in the stand yeah. eating it. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, no, it, I'm, it, I'm waiting for you to just have like a drive-through window, and then like they just pull up in the side by side. All right, I was so thinking around, the same thing. Go around That'd the be tough, though. I don't want anybody driving over by my stand, I mean, so we're gonna have to figure that right one out. <laughs> the stand, it wouldn't be hard to do. It should just need a little shelf that she could slide stuff out. Actually, I'm us. just thinking a drone. You, I'll just, yeah. I'll send it up with a drone and drop it wherever with you the need hills, it. With <laughs> you could probably have a series of zip lines out here just yeah. send to go bags around uh, everybody. Well, it's interesting, you know, listening to Dad talk about you know the history of hunting here i remember when i was younger uh when i first started hunting here and being part of those drives yeah and and it was fun i mean because there was deer running everywhere i mean sometimes you'd see 20 some deer coming out of a woods over a field and everything and and it was always fun you know yeah. i mean but now, you know, it, it has gotten into more sitting, um, and it, it's, it's you know, people are people are changing the ways around us. Um, some of the property owners around us has changed. 
So we've sort of fallen in line with a lot of that. But Rhonda doesn't mind it at all because she goes out before light and stays until dark and everybody moves around her. So she's basically getting people driving the woods for her all day anyway. But yeah, this this weekend, though, this first weekend, it was it was slow. I mean, opening morning was probably the quietest I've ever been. And I think Dad mentioned we broke a record, if I remember right. First year that we didn't have a deer, first deer, deer camp. Yeah. Yep. First season, yep. But like when we used to drive, there was one time I got two with one shot. There were Dang. so many of them, and I shot yeah. one. It got one right That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> I haven't even done that with ducks. I can't imagine doing that with deer. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, the one thing about this weekend, though, too, it, it, it's been a warm weekend. I mean, it was probably one of the warmest weekends I think I've ever hunted. And it was in the 50s, um, you know, for the first two days, which is, I mean, hey, it was nice out in the woods. But, you know, I think it really caused a lot of the deer just to not be moving around. They just were, they didn't, they weren't pressured and they didn't have to do anything. And, the, yeah. you know, it was beautiful outside. But, yeah. what so. What's up with the corn? Because I noticed a ton of corn up or is still up around here yep. and it seems like every year the corn is up i remember i think it was three years ago they had a really you guys had a really wet summer a lot of guys didn't get their corn out and we hardly saw any deer that year it was just slow yeah, i think leland usually leaves his up anyway. there's a food plot over here that is left quite late oh okay you know, over by the guy that rents his land leaves his late too because of the deer hunting yeah okay so, but, but with the he, warm weather Two people probably sit longer and don't move around as much. Yep. Because well, if it's colder, they'll people will you get up, get and up move and around warm yourself. Yeah. Try to keep warm. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely been a different year. I mean, seeing all of the text from you guys because this is the first year in a while that I haven't hunted in this area on opening day. I went back to that island and seeing the text, and it was just kind of like. You guys had a deer or two here and there, but other than that, not like big numbers, not a lot of big bucks. It just seemed like an off year. Yeah, and there's been a lot of them on camera and stuff. I mean, we haven't had a lack of bucks on camera. There's been a lot of them on, on there, but um, yeah, they just, like you said, you know, if people are just sitting in because they're warm already and don't have to get up and, and try and stay warm, you know, then it's not moving anything around. And so I think that's pretty huge for it. So, yeah. How long, how long have you guys been hanging deer on the windmill? Oh, boy. Well, I guess well, since I first started hunting at about 62. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. We had to sort of modify it a few yeah. years back because we we started bending the windmill a little bit, the support braces and stuff, so we had to I don't know what's the most four. we've had hanging on the windmill at one time, but I want to say close to 11, a dozen. 12. Yeah, close to a dozen, I think. I'm, if that windmill could talk, boy, I'm oh, sure it would have. <laughs> have you... Have you guys ever hung one like way up? Did anybody ever get ex just like I'm gonna hang mine all the way at the top? No, and let's not bring that up to anybody around here either. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? You guys yeah, didn't no. even leave your feet. You were like, all right, Dan, yeah. he's the monkey. He can climb yeah. up the windmill. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, something we don't want to bring up because somebody will be dumb enough to try it. So I kind of want to. Yeah. I'll just. How about this? Next year, I'll just take a winch all the way to the top, there hook you. a remote to it. And then biggest butt gets to hang all the way at the top, there and you you're go. just in tears. Although you know who's in the money by whose butt's hanging there from the go. top. We could do that, I suppose, as long as you're willing to climb up there. Yeah, you'll have to hang a winch for each level, though. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It'd be in a few thousand dollars by the time we get all the winches hung. With hey, this holes. isn't my property. I don't put the bill. So. It's your idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, camping, we have claimed it. Yeah. You know, go up and ring the bell and come back. The or they've yeah. hung the flag way up there before. I mean, it's been hanging up. Well, quite it's a ways been up repaired there. a few times, too, hasn't it? Way up there. The what? The windmill. You guys repaired it a few times. So. It's just a unique spot. I mean, tucked back here in this valley. And it seems like you've got a bunch of different um, habitat styles around here. I mean, you've got hardwoods, hills, CRP, swamp bottoms, open field. Some cropland. Yeah, it's just like a deer's paradise. I mean, they've got everything they need tucked right here in this valley. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Ron mentioned we, we got a lot of deer on camera. Um, Zach, um, he's he's has a lot of deer on camera. Um, we just put a few new cams up, uh, the uh, tactic cams. Um, we put those up. We've gotten some nice deer on those. So there's deer out there. Yeah. Nice big bucks out there. Um, but just you know like dad said the weather and people not moving around like Rana said it's just it sort of changed that first day especially second day we had a lot better movement and yeah. whether it was the weather the dew points the pressure you know we all the humans try to figure everything out what, what's going to work what's going to work but it's uh it was a little different saturday things moved around or sunday everything moved around uh, i think we had three within a half hour of each other oh dang you know and your mom shot the 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 one that looks like it sneezed and blew its horn off as mark said but it looks like it's doing a podcast yeah really. it literally yeah. does I actually not you say that it, it's talking to itself and its horns yeah it's a good way to put it yeah why don't you talk about that deer because you sent that you sent the picture, and I'm like, no way. Because yeah, Melissa so. Bachman just shot. I showed you that yeah, one. Yep. Yeah. Shot a big buck yep. that the same thing had yep. happened. Well, I was just sitting there, and I was watching. Actually, there were six deer up in the ridge um, kind of off to my right, and I was watching those. And three of them came down, and there were three nice big does, and they just stood in the valley. And But there were three more behind them, and so I was holding off to see what was behind them. I could only see one of them up there, and I knew the one was a doe. The other two, I did not know what they were, so I was just leaving them do their thing down in the valley and i took a picture of them on my phone sent it to everybody else in the group and said this is what's in front of me and you know i mean that's how much time i had because they were just standing down there not really doing anything and i was keeping my eye on, on the two that were up on the ridge and uh all of a sudden the they started walking off a little bit and walking kind of to my right behind me and i turned around and i look at a little bit further <laughs> to see where they went and all of a sudden, this buck stands 15 yards from me, and I, I, I kind of looked over it, and I'm like, what is going on with that thing? And I looked at it, and I looked again, and I'm like, okay. And so when I looked at this buck, it's a smaller buck. It was a young buck. And the right horn was fine. The left horn looked like it was coming out of its eye and all the way down to its mouth. And so I kept looking at it, and I'm like... Uh, you've got to be kidding me because I had my eye on a couple nice bucks out there that I was hoping to, would come through this week. And with the weather being the way it's been, I was planning on sitting as long as I absolutely had to to get one of those. And this buck just stood there, and I kept looking at it and thinking, what is going on here? And I'm one of these people that if I think something should be taken out of the herd, I'm going to do it. And I've I've had to do a mercy killing before with a doe that had been gut shot and and stuff and so i just i looked at the thing and i was like oh man i really don't want to do this and then i looked at him again and 
he was he was walking, but his horn was not moving, and I thought this just does not look good. You know, something's not right with this deer, and so I shot him, and uh, he he trotted off, and I was like. Well, dang, I am pretty sure I just hit him, but he didn't act like he was hit or anything. He just kept going up the valley, and all of a sudden he disappeared. And I didn't hear a crash. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see where he went. And so I, I got out of my blind, and Kevin asked if I got him. And, and I said, I'll let you know in a minute. I don't really know right this moment. And so I got out and went up, and where he had stepped out of the brush where he was standing in, and I went up to the valley and saw the blood there. And so I knew I had hit him. And then I saw the bubbles and everything. So I knew I had hit him good. And he was probably, what would you say, 30 yards maybe? Yeah. Beyond where I hit him. He had dropped. And and I had gotten him. Went over and picked him up just to see what that horn was about. And it wasn't coming out of his eye. It was coming out just above his eye. But it was, it's it, it moves in there. But you can tell his skull's busted. Yeah. And so... I'm glad I took him out of there because he would have probably just died a miserable. Eventually, he would have probably had an infection and, and yeah. something would have happened. But who knows? But but his but antler, I mean, I haven't mm-hmm. looked at him in person. I just saw the picture. It looked like it was a normally developed antler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm it, assuming it probably happened this year. I'm guessing like it happened after, after, after I'm guessing it happened uh, recently because, it, you know, it, it's definitely um, – he, he's rubbed off everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was no velvet on it. The, yeah. So it looked like, you know, maybe he got hit by a car. Maybe he was fighting or whatever. I don't know. But it was definitely busted off in the skull. However, the fur and the uh, the flesh and stuff are still around it. And, and it's all grown back around there. But it's just kind of dangling there loose. and a little bit loose. It's not really, I mean, you can move it. But it's not like it just is, you know flopping there so yeah. it's still attached some somewhat but yeah i i don't really know what his deal was but um you know he'll be some good eating and now i'll have a interesting mount on the wall so are I you think, gonna do a shoulder mount? i think i'm gonna do a euro mount on him yeah. I, I i wouldn't mind doing a shoulder mount but to me it's just like i don't know that i really need to do one i think it'll look cool yeah. but i'll just mm-hmm. probably see if they can do a euro mount for me and and put them up that way so i think you need to do a plaque euro mount and then you can just have that piece be like a puzzle piece that people can take off the <laughs> off the shelf underneath it and put it in. And figure out what like, it's this supposed is exactly to, how it was. There, to everyone's going to be like flipping it. Like, how does this go in there? I know. And I'm, I was looking at you. I'm like, I'm wondering how they would do that as a Euro But anyways, I'll I'll see if they can do it and we'll figure it out from there. But yeah, I'll have it mounted some at some point and just see because it's just a unique deer that i've never seen one like that in the woods before so yeah so yeah so it was it was it was interesting um but i still was hoping i would you know gonna be able to find one of those bigger guys out there but you know what that's the year it is so yeah that's my guy how long have you guys been doing trail cameras out here i know you had mentioned you just got a couple new ones yeah we got a couple new tactic cams here within the last month um we've had I guess you, Ron, and I, you've, you and I have had a few out for I've left. Ten years? I've probably had cameras out here for at least six years, I'm sure. Um, but I leave my bear camera out, too. So yeah. I see them all year long on yeah. the bear camera and stuff. So I just, uh, that's what I've always done. So. And you've had a few cameras o- over by the house, haven't you? Over by the house, but not, not, not on a regular basis. Yeah. Just... <clears throat> I yeah. see them all the time from the house. Yeah. If I'd hunt from my deck, I'd 
you'd have tag out right away. <laughs> well, that's like yesterday. I mean, I think I've told this story before on recent or on past podcasts, but um, you know, the one time when Rhonda and my niece and I were out hunting in the rainy weather one year, and I was in watching the Packer game. Um, Go Packers! Mom, yeah, we were. Uh, we call what we do the drive, and we look out the basement window at Dad's house while we're watching the game, and, hey, there's deer out in the valley there. So then we, you know, get the legal distance away from the house and and take our shot. Well, I got one during halftime of the Packer game <laughs> one year and come back, and she's like, who, who got that doe? I did. Well, how could you? You weren't hunting. You were watching the game. No, I did. I shot it. It dropped up there. I took Dad's mule. And drove up there, got it out, hauled it back, and here it is, and went and watched the rest of the game. Didn't miss a minute. No, <laughs> didn't miss anything. You so know? then so, yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday then um, my mom was upstairs and called down and talked to Dad because we were down in the base to watch packing game, and nice buck standing up in the valley. Uh, just a little bit slow on getting ready for it, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a shooter buck. There's been we, at least two, maybe three shot that way. Oh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. watching the Packer game. Probably could be more if we were paying more attention. <laughs> yeah. we got to get a bigger room. Slow up making basement. the drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got to get a sensor up there of some sort. You do, yeah. Just get like a ring camera and put it out on that field, and it'll just ping your phone Every when they time. show up. I like that idea. Yeah, you'll be you got ready. a lot of stuff to work on, Dan. I know, right? <laughs> You're going to be busy this next couple is getting days. pretty yeah. hefty, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, uh, you, you mentioned the trail cameras well i think i talked to you on the way up to wisconsin mm -hmm. and you only had your camera out for what six days i had my Five. camera out from the fifth until the 11th and in those five, six days, whatever you want to call it, I had 460 pictures on there. And I don't I don't even know how many buck pictures. I mean, I showed oh, you yeah. those. I mean, I bet you there's 40 to 50 of them are just bucks on Big there. Big bucks, too. So, yeah. And some of them were really nice ones. Some are smaller ones. But, yeah, they were really, I mean, really moving. I mean, when we were out putting up cameras, setting up our blinds and stuff, the bucks were chasing. And that was in the beginning of November. Yep. Um, they they were chasing after does. They they could have cared less. We were out there. We almost uh, ran us over. The one day. doe and the buck almost ran us over, and then this other great big buck came behind it after, and, and they just they were tearing her up the woods, and they didn't have a I mean care in the world that we were out there. They didn't yeah. not at all. And it really shows the the intelligent as bucks get older. So this little bucks chasing the doe run right by us. The the doe runs over the ridge towards where my nephew Casey sits. Runs over the ridge. The little buck runs over the ridge. The big buck gets to the ridge, stops, and I'm like, Rhonda, that one stopped. Well, he, he watches the doe and the little buck run around the other side of the ridge, across, come back through the valley, and up back over the same hill towards us again. So he just sat there and says, all right, you guys run like idiots for a little while. And then he got right back in the chase. And it's like, Jeez. oh, I mean, it was just, it was like. It was fun to watch him. You can tell was. the maturity of it. Yeah, just yeah. Based it's on like how his intelligence level was like, okay, you idiots, go run for a little bit. I'll get back in when you get back up here. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was pretty interesting. But That is cool. Yeah. What, what's the uh, firearm situation look like over the years? What did you start hunting with? Back in the 60s. I had a 30-30 then. Then about 1975, I bought a 306. 742 BDL and 
never hunted all during the season except the last day I got done hauling milk. Yeah. My brother and two brothers and their nephew were going to make a drive. They said, well, you go down there and stand and we'll drive to you. And that's when I got my first 10-point buck. Dang. Never shot the gun before. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and, and wasn't that the one that dropped and you didn't know what happened? Well, I shot it and my nephew come through and he'd seen the buck on the drive. And he says, I shot once, and I seen it drop. It just dropped right there. And I, he says, well, did you get it? I says, yeah, it's laying right up by you. Well, it was about 10 feet from him behind a tree. So. <laughs> and that one you spined, didn't you, or something? It, it dropped. Yep. It, it just. He didn't have much of a shot at it. He just got it right in the right spot oh, yeah. at the right time. So, yeah. Yeah, deer drives. It's it just seems like it's almost a dying thing all over the place. I think yep. with technology, with scope technology, accuracy of rifles, people are just like, hey, yep. I'm gonna sit. I'm not gonna do anything. I remember. I mean, growing up, Mark would always sit in his spot. Me and my cousins and my siblings would sit in all over the place, and it seemed like about an hour in, we'd all get cold. Like you said, you know, when it's yep. warm, people don't want to get up and move, and. We'd get cold, and it was like 30 minutes, an hour into season. Oh, let's my, go see how they're doing. And we didn't have cell phones back then. We had no way. Well, nah. <laughs> I don't think she complained. It seems like every spot becomes a big buck spot. When, well, that's because your mom's got a big heart. Yeah. We would just walk, and it was like people probably got annoyed with this, but typically on the walk, we'd hear. And we're like, oh, we shouldn't have got up. Well, maybe because we got up, that's why people started shooting. But yeah, there's well, also kind of that weird feeling when you're walking through the woods towards a shot, and you're just like, do, they do we hit the me? deck? Yeah, do we get behind a tree. What do we do right oh, I now? I had that happen one year. Oh. All right, how many of you guys hate dealing with tangled up rope? Trying to untie it, it's all knotted up, and you actually really need it at the time. Don't raise your hands because I obviously can't see you, but those days are long gone. Rapid Rope is a quick deploy rope solution that you can pull the length you need and cut it all with one hand. You don't need knives or scissors or a lighter to singe the end because it's cross-threaded to keep it from fraying. Yeah, they've thought of everything. And this is way stronger than your average 550 cord. In fact, this is 1,100 pound test. It comes in a shatterproof canister that you could fit in the cup holder in your vehicle or your backpack or, I don't know, if you still wear cargo pants, any one of the thousand pockets that you have. It comes in a 120 foot canister, a 70 foot canister, and you can get a rope refill. So just in a matter of seconds, you could be deploying and cutting rope with one hand again. So if you want to stop dealing with the headache of untying rope and detangling everything, anytime you need to tie something down, go check out rapidrope.com and use code NOMADIC for 10% off at checkout. All right, guys, it's November, and you know what that means. It means the rut is on all across the country. There are deer moving everywhere. And if I could give you a tip, it would be just get out in the woods. It doesn't matter if you're on five acres or 500 acres. It doesn't matter if all of your trail cameras are showing the bucks are nocturnal. Because guess what? The deer are moving and they are moving all throughout the day. They have no choice when the rut's going on. So if you want to increase your odds, just be out in the woods. If you want to increase your odds even more, 
get a pair of binos. And the best way to do that is to head over to eurooptic.com and enter code NOMADIC10 at checkout for 10% off your order. And now, let's get back to today's show, presented by Vortex. <laughs> that scared us today because Mark uh, left the farm here to go over to my mom and dad's, which is about a quarter mile away, eighth of a mile away maybe, <laughs> to grab, grab some uh, crackers for the venison spread Rhonda made. And as he's going around the corner, we hear this pop, and it's like, was that a gun? Was that a gunshot or what? What was that? And we could still hear the four wheeler running. Well, then I thought I better go check see what happened. We'll hear the four wheeler backfired. <laughs> it was like, well, we want to make sure you're all right, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like Dad was talking with the drives and stuff. I remember the first time I hunted here, um, where I was just up the main valley here on the other side of the line fence, uh, Uncle Richards. And uh, maybe 20 yards on the other side of the line fence. And I had a single shot shotgun at the time, 20 gauge. And sitting there, first buck I ever shot, and it, you know, driving, they come barreling at you, or they get chased just enough where they get to you. They're not sure what's going on. They stop trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. And sure as heck, this buck come over, just broadside. Perfect range for a 20 gauge, shot it broadside. It fell down, got up, got to the top of the ridge. Well, I smart enough, even at that age, to not shoot on top of the hill. And it, it looked like it went down again. Well, then dad was actually up here close to the farm area by the barn, and it come down or went along that whole ridge and came down in front of you. And he tried to shoot at it again uh, across the valley, and um, it actually got across the valley, and then it basically just flopped back down. But, I mean, that excitement at that time was oh, just yeah. phenomenal. You know, being a kid, first time out, getting that, getting that type of shot is just like... Now, my brother, on the other hand, Wayne... Uh, not so lucky, you know. He, <laughs> I think he had to do a, a, a SOS shot at a deer because it was going to run him over. If I remember <laughs> right, wasn't it? He pulled I up think... the because Dad had bought us a couple of lever action thirty thirties. I think that next year. And uh, poor Wayne, the deer they were doing a drive, and he was standing there, and the deer didn't have a care in the world that he was standing there. <laughs> And he said all he did is pull up and he seen hair. He, he, that's all he seen was hair through the scope. So it's like, what do you do? It was a self defense deal, yeah, not more, yeah. But yeah, but then, you know, what's that? And then there was like twelve of us probably in the group, and we had to, he never got it a deer, so we oh, all boy. stand in a circle watching him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best part that's of deer awesome. camp is yeah. just the camaraderie and just giving each other a hard time and yeah. That's awesome. I think that was the last time you hunted, wasn't it? I think he <laughs> thought that's enough of that. Yeah. I mean, did you guys do? Did you guys do the pranks on people? First deer, like, oh, you got to take a bite of the heart. You got to drink a cup of blood. You got to, you know. You know, do I don't this, know if we really want to get too far into that part uh, on <laughs> oh. this podcast. Well, Does this, it, do I need to rate this one yeah. M for mature? Is yeah, that what you're saying? No, it's just. Uh, we're different people, though. Right? You know? <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, These are Wisconsin hill yeah. people. Well, my my cousin Mark, he uh, he had a tendency to do things that would make his dad 
want to throw up a few times. <laughs> um, cut a deer's tongue out and stick it in his mouth and chase him around with it. Might be one of them. Um, Might be. You know, <laughs> different things like that. We never really got into the, hey, you got to drink a cup of blood yeah. thing or anything like that. But um, we do have a, a tradition of having a little shot of brandy, usually after a deer kill or something. But yeah, nothing major. Yeah, better after than before, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you might be chasing the blood trail a lot longer if you do it before. Yeah, yeah. that that can happen. It was an after after the kill. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, you talk, Dad talks about him shooting two deer at one time, and I, I have to say, Dad's done that, but he, I think you still have the record for the longest tracking of a deer, probably. He shot. He, he <laughs> shot that one right over here by the snowmobile trail, and that thing went all the way back through the back forty, and onto the neighbor's land before we found that thing. And I think it, it was. I mean, it was. It was just. It was smart. It would get into places you couldn't find it, and then I mean, it was just crazy. It was just like going to school. It was uphill all the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> And back then we didn't have the four wheelers, and well, you, I think you had your one four wheeler at the time. No, I don't think we did. Nope. So everything was dragged, and of yeah. course, me and my cousin Mark were the young guys. So we're, yeah. I know uh, we need to get a new new generation of young guys over on our property. <laughs> well, they do. It's called their hey. Listen, I think I probably was sitting with you about when you were my age and i was still dragging i'm like i gotta get these kids out here yeah. get them to start dragging i don't want to do this anymore yeah. well you're gonna have to get canyon and ember oh they're excited he shot he shot the ar when was that a month and a half ago and got him out there got it all set up i've got a big caldwell sandbag that i mean it's basically a saddle for this thing and got him out there, and he was, oh, man, he was so excited and so nervous. He's looking at me like, is it going to hurt? I'm like, no, it's not going to hurt, bud. He shoots first shot, 110 yards on a six-inch gong. Tink! Nice. You hit it, dude. And by the end of it, we went through a 30-round mag. It was him, his buddy Levi, who's the same age, and Levi's younger brother, Logan, and out of 30 rounds, they hit 27 of the 30 at 110 wow. yards. And we got to the point where I backed off. I, I mean, I was right next to him, but they did everything. They flipped the safety off, get on or get on target, flip the safety off, pull the trigger, flip the safety back on, get out of the chair. The next, I mean, it was just like a merry-go-round of Perfect. kids just getting in and out, and they they were Perfect. eating up with it. So yep. That's I, awesome. I've got a bunch of archery targets on the property. And so I was like, all right, guys, here, I'm going to show you. And so I get it all lined up, get the vice locked in, and they're looking at the target. And I'm like, hey, right there behind the shoulder is where you want to shoot, right where the red dot's on. And they're like, so do we shoot it? And I'm like, no, 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 don't shoot it. I'm just telling you on a deer, that's, that's where we where shoot it. And I'm like, yeah. this is a brand new target. Please don't blow the foam out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to get them out. I know they're gonna love it. Canyon and Ember are both every year like, we want to go, we want to go. And this year, I didn't know how much I'd be hunting up here, just because I wanted to go close that chapter Find on that, the island. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't bring the the AR up for them. But which I'm sure you're linked. No, that it used to be like when Sam and you, you guys had to be 12 years old for each. Yeah. Year. Now with the mentor program, what is it? Seven. I mean, 
Is there an age no, requirement? There's, there's I was no going to say, oh, there's, not, yeah, that's right. I, I was talking to somebody about that and they told me and I'm like, no, that's, there's yeah. no way that's true. And they're like, no, you don't, there's no age requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. man, I might have a couple more babies and just put them in a bassinet <laughs> out here. I could get a lot of buck tags if I do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, you know, as far as uh, the farm here goes, you know, like you started off, I mean, to me, this is it. Yeah, I, I love coming here. It's it's fun. It you know we're open arms to everybody. Um, Ron has said it in the past too. You know, hunting's different for everybody. Yep. The camaraderie for me here, playing cards, cribbage, whatever. I mean, you know, somebody brought up earlier that I've won like so many games today of dirty clubs. Yeah, you know, so. It's not a big wow, deal if I that was like the six most pathetic of... plug it I've was, ever it heard. It was. For I don't know. I, I didn't bring it up. He just slid that they right did. in there. Oh, but, they, you know, oh yeah. but you just did on the yeah, recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I okay. guess maybe I did. I apologize <laughs> for, for that. No but, you, you, know, you know, everybody just talks about how amazing I am at I cards. <laughs> and they do talk about you all the time. But. <laughs> But no, it, it is fun. You know, we uh, we have breakfast here. We, you know, just we have fun. People bring stuff to snack, try different things. Uh, Rhonda made some venison spread, and that was a new treat for some people down here. That was here. Good. good. That was really good. I think uh, Zach's got some bacon he wants I to try. I can add that to my uh, recipe and... book I'll make, you know, from the blind. So. Hey. But I think Mark right. had some, some of that for sandwiches the other day, mm-hmm. so. But yeah, I mean, it, it's always been fun down here. Oh we, yeah, we and and here there's deer mounts, uh, badger, wolf, mountain lion. Okay, I got to hear the story behind that. Is that true? Stabbed you know, with the Bowie knife somewhere, the, someplace. But <laughs> somewhere. it was one of Bobby G's purchases, purchases maybe <laughs> <laughs> trade. Just because they're in here doesn't mean they were taken here. It but he means had to, that uh, they were probably bought he and brought here. He had a friend here. of his bringing over here because he didn't dare bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things not allowed. I mean, either. we so, got beehives here, and we got yeah. <laughs> you name so it. So Wayne, cousin Wayne, mm-hmm. he he came, he moved out to Colorado when we lived out there for a little while. We went to my boss's place, and he had a bunch of pocket ponds, and we would go out there and duck hunt in the mornings. Well, Wayne's like, hey, I want to come out and hunt. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. I have no idea what Wayne's hunting history is, but he shows up. He shows up with Noah, and Wayne is in black and red basketball pants, like jogging pants. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you got any camo? And he's like, no, didn't no, didn't bring any. And I'm like, is Noah coming with too? Because he's definitely not in camo. I think his shirt was bright red. And so anyways, my boss's basement, or like his lower garage was heated. He had a TV in there. Well, it looked a lot like this, all of these different mounts and stuff. And so we're like, hey, bud, why don't you hang out on the couch here? We gave him like, I think Wayne gave him his phone. And we walk down 300 yards to the pond and get set up. And we're sitting there and we just hear, and just pounding on the door and we both i mean i like lay my gun down we sprint up the hill to the house and he's just in tears and we're like what happened what happened 
and <laughs> he just turns and points, and there's a full bobcat mount on top oh, of no. one of the gun safes, and he thought it was a real one. <laughs> and he is losing his mind that he's locked in a garage with a live bobcat, and we're like, and that's going to conclude the hunt for today. Yeah. I said, why don't you take him home or take him to therapy or something? I'll go clean up the duck decoys. But I think we'll probably... Uh, I'll jump off and let somebody else tag in here. Yeah. Um, one one neat thing too about here, and I think people should know, is there is no running water in the house. Uh, there is an outhouse. Nobody actually lives here. <laughs> oh yeah, on it. Well, <laughs> um, the resident ghost. The resident. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, a lot of history. It's I used primitive. to sleep here with two <laughs> football players on a queen size bed. That was Whoa. the middle one. Yeah. Oh, you were, the, was, you were yeah. the meat of the sandwich, huh? Yeah, I was. You were the PB and the J. <laughs> a lot of tortured memories. Oh but, gosh. Uh, no, it's. Uh, well, why don't you head to therapy? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate jumping yeah. on it. We'll, uh, we'll let some of these others get in here before it gets too late. Yeah, we'll yep. uh, we'll get I'll, some success I'll stories in here and cash chat. out to them. Yeah, you. thanks for hopping on. I yeah, really appreciate absolutely. it. So, okay, I so I finally got out this morning and went out with my bow because none of the podcast listeners know this at this point. I went back to the island. Yep. And timeline of events, I I went and got my teeth worked on. Well, the only time that they could do it was the Friday before opener. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to miss opener. Like, I'm not going to get done. I'm going to make it up there in the middle of the night. And so we, uh, we left Springfield, I think, around almost 4 o'clock. And... And we left there, made it up to my sister's house at 2 o'clock in the morning. Then this whole time, Sam was asking me about my plans for hunting season. And uh, by the way, Billy and Mark are joining. Hello. <laughs> Aunt and uncle. Two people that I've spent a lot of time sitting in. More time sitting with you guys than my own mother. <laughs> by far. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Sam kept asking me, like, hey, what, what are your plans? Where are we going for hunting season? Because I told her, I shot that buck on the island. I want to get back out there and get another shot at it. Or get out there, and if I don't see it, get on the ground and just go look for it and just see. You know, a lot of times passed. And so I leave their house at, like, 4 a.m., get to the island at, like, 5.30, canoe out to the island, and I'm in the stand for probably 20 minutes and only five minutes of legal light. And all of a sudden I hear crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm like, no way. No way this is going to happen this early. And I grab my rifle and I go to hit record on my phone. And as I raise my hand up, I look down and there's a buck at 25 yards. And I'm like, ching, ching. And this one's not getting recorded because yeah. I can't move now. Yeah, yeah. And he walked through. I pulled up. I just saw a big right side, five points on the right. And at the time, didn't register. Was it him? Was it not? Mm. You know how you yeah. might go into something with the plan. Yeah. And as soon as something yeah. comes in, you're like, and there goes my plan. I'm just going to pull the trigger. <laughs> Kid in a candy store. Yeah. So I pull up, shoot. It runs into the cattails immediately. And... I'm like trying to see it again because it happened so fast. Kind of like what you were saying, mom. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just, I don't even, 
like I pulled up and saw fur. It was at 25 yards on nine power. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I hit it in the right spot. And then I hear crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm like, okay, if this is my buck that I shot earlier, I'm going to be so mad. I just shot, <laughs> blasted this one. This other one comes in. And it was just a small doe. I get down and I'm like on cloud nine. I can't believe five minutes into season, I canoed into it. This was my first ever public land whitetail also. Like, I mean, we've always hunted private land. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever hunted Older, public yeah. land. Not that I can think of. 35. You're 35? Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, next year is 30 years we're on. Yeah. I mean, we've been, Property we've been on. I think I've only hunted two other people's properties ever in, in Wisconsin for whitetail. It's always been Jeff's, and then we went to a lady Maria's, mm-hmm. and then another person down off the off the main road. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that was year that was before I could hunt though. That was just going up there with you guys. Yeah. And so, anyways, I was super pumped. I get down and I hear boom on the island. I didn't know anybody was out there with me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm like, that was him. Hmm. I bet that was him because after all my <laughs> All my adrenaline had weared off, wore off. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this wasn't the buck. You said he was the biggest you'd ever seen, huh? The, the biggest you'd ever shot? The Yeah, the one that I shot with my bow. Yeah. I was like, he would have been my biggest buck ever. Whoa. And got video of it. First time ever videoing. Uh, or I had my buddy Nick come with me. And anyways, go over to my buck. And I'm immediate. I mean, he's dead in the cattails at probably 50 yards yeah. from my stand. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, just a great deer. Yeah. But immediately I knew it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And then I hear another shot. And I'm like, I don't know who these guys are out here. And I don't want to be the guy that walks up on somebody. But I'm like, I really would like to know. More than happy with the buck that I got. But I'm like, I would like to know if they shot him. Hmm. And so I'm working on my deer. And then I can hear him talking. I'm like, okay. There's multiple guys together. Gotta go look. I'm gonna go look. So I'm walking through the woods and I'm whistling the whole way. They probably think I'm a psychopath. (laughs) Once I got over there, they're like, "We couldn't believe. We thought somebody was doing a deer drive on this island on opening day. Who does that?" And I was like, "Yeah, what kind of idiots walking through the woods whistling on opening day?" Just don't hurt me. But yeah, I ended up getting over there and uh, said, "You shoot a big one?" They go, "Yep." I said, "Is he a chocolate 10?" Yep. I go. Can Does I he have him? a hurt shoulder? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. And I walk over and uh, explain the story to him, lift up his shoulder, and sure enough, I could see uh. see the arrow injury. So I was super happy for them. I told yeah. them, I was like, I'm glad it was somebody, yeah. you know, and he didn't just yeah. die. I think he would have made it even if they hadn't shot him. Um, the resilience he was looking, of deer is just oh, yeah. phenomenal. It, from, the, from the entry wound, you couldn't even tell. It looked like he had... He had just scratched his arm on something. I mean, it was like fully healed up. Wow. On the underside, you could see it was pretty swollen. Did they see if he had a limp at all? No, they didn't. I think it was pretty, I think it happened really quick because I think they spooked the deer to me. Oh. Because they said they got into the island late. Also, two guys had never been on this island. They floated in in their canoe and they're like, we got in late. And I was like, that makes sense because typically you don't see a buck leading a doe. It's always the other way around. And so I was like, they must have spooked them to me. But yeah, he's like, man, he came, from, this is where he came from. And it, where I last saw that buck, where I last bumped him, 
that deer that he when he shot it was probably only 80 yards from there so anyways it was good to get closure on that mm -hmm. but kind of and a wild a nice morning buck. yeah you <laughs> get a nice buck and you got a very nice buck symmetrical too, too. <laughs> i yeah. like that's a nice ring and i i called everybody that was involved because i had a lot of people that were there for the hunt and helped me help me try to find it and called them all and they're like dude i'm sorry man i'm sorry and i was like dude don't be like i love i love that somebody else got out there found this island for the first time had success it would have been nice for me to capitalize on it but it's like what was cool is i got closure on that deer but then also got to harvest a deer yeah but it just showed me how many big bucks are out there there was it was me and those two guys on the island that was it and all three of us killed a buck in the first 30 minutes of opening day so that was that was my first day mark you had you had some action i mean you had a lot of snack Not a whole action. lot it was really really quiet um in fact one of the things i've noticed in the property that we're on um through the years that if you heard shooting on either side from the neighbor's area you got ready you grabbed your gun oh yeah because get ready they're probably going to be coming our way yep and uh, that's not really the case anymore. Um, I don't know where they go or what happens to them. You hear a shooting close by, and I don't know. They either, I, apparently, of course, they, you know. Look, at I, I mentioned this a couple of years ago, too, when we were out hunting. I think we somebody got in a dome, and we were dragging it out. And, uh, and I was just kind of noticing, because I wound up grabbing some rifles, you know, and carrying the rifles, because, uh, well, let's... I'm getting too old to drag deer. But yet uh, I started kind of paying attention to everybody's pea shooters, you know. Yeah. And from what we used to use, my first shotgun or gun, we were strictly where we hunted on the other side of the state. It was strictly shotgun. We didn't use rifles. Now it's, I believe, rifle all over the state. Uh, Most of it. There are yeah. there are a couple spots a few that areas, are just shotgun, yeah. but yeah. But uh, mine was uh, my grandpa's old sawed off 12 gauge and didn't even have a sight on it in fact i remember uh i was shooting at a doe and it wound up missing and so they uh stan's friend i don't remember his name anymore but they took a big thick piece of copper wire and they wrapped it around the end of the barrel and we sighted it in by clipping it until we had just enough <laughs> and that was yeah Back to the Wisconsin woods people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did what you had but, to do. Uh, but yeah, I've, and things have just changed through the years, you know, how everybody's got. And I, I maybe that's why we don't see them running through anymore. Yeah. I guess it was the point I'm trying to make, too, because everybody gets the nicer guns. Everybody's got, I mean, you, you see them everywhere, and there, there's some fine shootery out there. Yeah. That's I mean, upgraded but, equipment. Like, yeah. I, it used to be stumps, buckets, and logs. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, for... I never used to have a heater in my stand, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I didn't even have a stand. Oh, I sat on the that's, fence line that's covered the in the snow. <laughs> well, and you guys just got a four-wheeler on the way over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. This was an expensive hunt. But, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Well, and we've... Because the last how many years, we didn't use anything like that. You did... Last yeah. year, last year was the first. Year. Was the first last year we've ever first pulled anything out with didn't wheels. Drag it out yeah. by hand. Everything was always on a sled. Tried a deer cart, darn near broke my wrist doing that because they, uh, 
it, it I was on the side of a yeah. hill, and well, the sheer weight of the deer and, and the cart tipping. tipped over, and I tried to hold it, you know, and that was just uh, or you tie or you tie its thing. legs up on a log yeah. and carry yeah. it over your shoulder. Yeah. I think there was a Walt Disney cartoon on something oh like that. Once. We've that, done, that. we've tried that multiple times, and I'm like, this is work. the dumbest. It is this not a good is plan. so uncomfortable. It would be better to like make a backpack out of it and one person try to carry it than do the stupid log. Oh my well, in the that stick that you girls so used it wound up a, being not so strong. <laughs> and didn't rotted. it snap or whatever? A little rotten? It, yes. The, the, you got somebody the in the back sna- of the head. This and... thing snapped. Billy was in front and she had it on her shoulder and then we had the deer tied up by the t- four legs around the log and then I was in the back and I had it hanging <laughs> over my shoulder and that thing all of a sudden snapped and that that log came up and nailed me in the back of the head, and I dropped to the, oh the ground. My oh Definitely my gosh! A Kodak moment. <laughs> I think all the cave drawings Ooh, of that. Of it's actually like yeah. the wall of shame. Yeah. It's like this is what you don't do, but oh. we didn't figure that out when we discovered it. Yeah. But you know, that was another the the, uh, the story behind that deer was the mercy kill in my other mercy killing because I swore at the back of that property. I always said, if you ever hear me shooting back here, you know darn well it's a big buck because I'm not dragging anything less than that out of this. Yeah. Back corner, and I was sitting there that day, and all of a sudden, this deer comes walking by right in front of me. And she had been gut shot, and of course, it wasn't a pretty sight. She had things hanging out, and I was like, I can't let her suffer like this, I've got to do something about it. And so, I shot her, and that's why we ended up because back there to get a deer out of there was a nightmare. And so, (laughs) we did we improvised a plan that we thought was going to work great, and well, you know. Ta- and we got her out. <laughs> I've talked and with Sam. I've talked with Sam about it. I was like, man, if we just got a couple winches and hooked them to trees, like three or four in key spots on the property, yeah. we could drag a deer out with just the push of a button all the yeah. way. Yeah. Like we <laughs> can you imagine hook that? Hook it we, on, rehook it, yeah. hook it on. Yeah. It's like a ski lift out in the woods. Yeah. You're just like unclip, clip, and it's all the way out to the road. You could automate it. If you did it right, you wouldn't even have to walk out. You just hook it to the thing and it wheels it out to the to the road. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think that would take some of the fun out of hunting. <laughs> oh, and, so and we would not have that story to tell either, boy. That <laughs> Hey, the sisters got it done. We, we got, we we got do. her done. I think still my favorite deer dragging oh. story was actually la- two years ago when I took Aiden out. He didn't hunt, but I took him out for his first time. And I'm huffing and puffing. I mean, we're dragging this buck up the big hill all the way at the back corner. Loving every minute. And I'm just it. like, oh. Oh, I mean, I'm pumped because I just shot a big yeah. buck. Yeah. And Aiden's just like helping with what yeah. he can. Yeah. But I can tell I'm pulling a lot pulling. of the weight and <laughs> I'm walking and I'm just thinking about how miserable this is dragging it up that steep hill. And Aiden just goes, Hey, Uncle Dan. I said, Yeah. How old's Wyatt? I looked at him. I'm like, That's really <laughs> what you're thinking about right now? <laughs> We're we're busting our butts dragging yeah, this yeah, deer up, yeah. and you're wondering how old your cousin is. Yeah, like yeah. what kind of weird thing do you have going on in your yeah, head? Yeah, and he just the whole way up. It it'd be every 50, 60 yards. I'd be taking a break. Hey, Uncle Dan, <laughs> how do you spell this word? I'm like, what? Well, buddy, let's keep it hunting focused, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay focused, pal. Uh, but no, it's been cool. I mean, he got to come out last year, and he got, I mean, he yeah. got spoiled. He got the book oh, of yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. I so just, it was a nine-pointer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a nine-point. I mean, it was literally nice 30 minutes. So. Yeah. 
I mean, it took longer for him to get his sight on it because he yeah. was shaking so bad than it did for us to see yeah. that deer. Yeah. And that was fun. I remember he he put the rifle down and he looked at me and he goes, I have never had so much adrenaline in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell because he, he was... Then he passed out. <laughs> I, thought, I thought his ears quit working. I'm like, I go, Aiden, you on him? Aiden, are you on him? Are you on him, Aiden? Aiden, are you on him? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, shoot him. Are you on him? Aiden, shoot him. <laughs> shoot him. Shoot him. I, I stopped that buck three times before. It might have been four times before wow. he was finally on him. I go, you on him? Give me that I, gun. Yeah. For real. Are I you awake? Push him out of his bag chair and just take the shot. For him. <laughs> Good shot, buddy. Yeah. Oh, your adrenaline's well, so high you don't remember this is anything. Yeah. No, he did great. He did great, and he had a ton of fun. So, but yeah, it's gonna be fun getting getting new people out there. It's getting harder though. The last several years, I think um, Billy was out uh, opening day, recuperating from pneumonia or bronchitis or whatever it was, and she sounded terrible. My girl sounded like a barking seal most of the time. She was out in the woods, and uh, I was worried that she and would it didn't affect the deer. They didn't care that I yeah. was coughing my yeah. head off. No. She saw a small six pointer. And let him walk, um, but four yet pointer. she was or, yeah, and a four pointer as well. But then she regretted that later because she said, "Oh, if I'd have just shot him, I could have been done." <laughs> I was still done. Yeah, she was still done. She didn't go out Sunday and just felt terrible. And I knew she was in a rough way when she came by Sunday night at the close of the day. Actually, she came out early. By a good 20, 30 minutes, and when she got to where I was, which she would have had to walk past me to get to the car, and uh, there was a log, and she just flopped down in that log, and I thought, like a oh, God, I'm going to have to drag my wife out of the woods. Yeah, but. That pulley system would work great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'd, be, she'd be in the orange sled yeah. just cruising. You just hear, yeah, yeah. You know what the funny thing is? No, I, I well... Like you had asked, I shot a doe. Uh, I saw probably 20 deer through the whole opening weekend. Uh, but the <laughs> majority of them were all on the neighbor's side. And I'm not going to... I ran into a situation where I had shot, and it was on our side. But after I shot it, it died on the neighbor's side. Well, and no sooner... I mean, Sam was with me at that time. He was quite young. We're in a tree. And uh, when we... <laughs> Shot. We actually shot two eight-pointers. They had to been brothers. There was four of them, I think. There was a doe and three bucks that came in. Well, anyway, we shot two eight-pointers, and they weren't huge eight-pointers, but it was pretty much one of his first deer. And uh, we're still sitting in the tree, and we hear a four-wheeler start up after we had shot. Well, we got two deer laying, and uh, we can hear this four-wheelers coming closer and coming closer and coming closer. And they're... We can see them. They're just across the fence. And Sam said, what do we do? Let's climb down quick, Dad. <laughs> and I said, I don't do anything quick. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that'll look real good. And I said, then how are we going to explain the drag marks if we get to the deer before they Let's get here? Let's do it quick. So, and uh, he walked right past the deer and never saw him, the landowner. You know, he comes yeah. flying over there. And uh, he was, uh, who's doing the shooting? And I said, well, that would be us. And we're in a tree, and we have a habit. We don't, because it's so hilly here, we shoot down. We don't shoot yeah. across ridges. We don't shoot towards the top of the ridges. We shoot down. Yep. And uh, 
So and he was all all concerned. Well, and he is his. He said that we were shooting towards his house, and I said, "Well, that couldn't have been us because we weren't. We were shooting downward." Yeah. And uh, so I said, "If it's a ricochet, well, that's a little bit different. I I have no control over that, but I." I'm not aware that we had that idea. Yeah, I don't think a bullet's getting out of that valley. And he said, well, did you get him? You know, he was a little upset with us. And I said, you walked right past him. I mean, he walked right between them. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked through. And he was just so hell-bent on hollering at us, I guess. But So now I've kind of learned about that. I don't don't take that chance anymore. Yeah. Anymore. And I, I had actually, uh, there was a big buck uh, Saturday night, uh, late afternoon and i could see him through the saplings up there the, the clear cut that's up there and it's thick with a lot of little saplings and i could see him and i did everything i could to get that guy to come down by me i rattled i grunted i even got one of those can calls and i'm on youtube all the time and i think i showed you earlier but rather than take that little can call from primos and uh, tip it up, you know, you know. Yeah. They said just take and blow into that hole on the bottom, and uh, it sounds more realistic. Yeah. So that said, I was I was surprised at how different it sounded. Yeah. When you did it yeah. today, and uh, so I, I once I saw that I had a can call, I don't know what happened to it because uh, I hadn't used it for a number of years. For all I know, it I, it's gone or I threw it away or whatever. But uh, so I I went and I bought another one because I wanted to try that. And I rattled, and I did all kinds of stuff. And he he turned, he's looking, he was huge. Yeah. At least the width of his ears, if not a little more outside the ears. And he was big. And he kept putting his head down, and I could see him. Well, it turned out, Sam walked up there. There was a dead doe up there. Mm. She had been in heat. And uh, he... That's why he wasn't because leaving. Because I'd it. see him, and he was straight up. I had a busted tree halfway up, busted off, and that was my my... Uh, sight picture, you know. So I just looked up over the top of that tree, and there he was. And then I'd see him, he do, 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 up the, and on the ridge, and he was pretty close to the top of the ridge. Well, I'm not going to shoot. It's on the neighbor's side. And I saw him, and I thought, oh, there he goes. He's gone. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of just being quiet and looking around, and I'd look up there again. I'd see movement, and he's back. Yeah. Then it was like, and, and again, head down. And it was either, I thought, there's either something, or maybe there's a bait pile. I don't know what the neighbor does. Yeah. Maybe he's got a scrap pile up there. Maybe he throws stuff out. And maybe there's an apple tree. I had no idea. So anyway, uh, we, uh, and then Sam found out this morning, he walked up there to make sense of it all. But, uh, and then I saw him go to the left, you know, and he was, and I thought, oh, there he goes. And they traveled that top ridge back and forth. And when Sam walked up there, he said, oh, my God, you know, we were on the phone together at that time. He said, you should see the trail that's up here. It's the highway. Yeah. And, uh, but we've always known that they traveled that oh, ridge yeah. up there. And, and, uh, and we, I mean, neighbors. it's just a really unique property. Yeah. It, it's 40 acres, but it hunts like it's a couple hundred. I mean, we've had as many as, what, 10 people hunting that 40 before? Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, it seems we've like had a, a few where the landowner was a little concerned. It's like, well, guys, yeah. <laughs> get kind of crowded. Like, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, you've probably heard me talking about Infinite Outdoors in the past. Infinite Outdoors is expanding access for hunting and fishing on private land across the country. From whitetail hunts in Missouri to waterfowl hunts in Wyoming and pheasant hunts in Colorado, 
They provide access to over a million acres of private land listings for all types of hunting and fishing. Best part is, it's incredibly easy to browse and book properties all on the Infinite Outdoors app. The app is free to download and easy to use. All you have to do is sign up and you can browse over 250 different adventures across 10 states. Download the app today and use Nomadic 15 for 15% off your membership. All right, if you're not using Tacticam's Reveal Cell cameras on your hunting property for scouting or monitoring the wildlife, you are seriously missing out. When you pair that with the Reveal mobile app, you can see the action as it's happening no matter where you are. In fact, I've got trail cameras up in Wisconsin on the land that we hunt, and not only do I get pictures from those cameras sent to me, I can also track the progress of the camera, the battery life, how much memory is left on the SD card, and I can see what the weather's doing at the time that a picture is taken. So I can't think of a better tool for scouting, whether it is close to home or in a totally different state. So if you want to stay tuned into the action or just get into the action, go to revealcellcam.com or tactcam.com and use code NOMADIC for 10% off at checkout. All right, guys, I've got to tell you about some of the new XOP products that I've been using this fall, and some of them I use in kind of an unconventional way. First off, I use the Mondo saddle, but I also use their turkey hunter vest, and I take the cold world stand, put it in the back of the vest, and carry it in that way. Depending on how far I have to pack in, I'll just bring a foot platform, but one thing I've learned is that if I put the seat cushion on the underside of the seat and flip it up, it turns it into a knee pad also, or I can flip the seat down and sit on it like a conventional tree stand. I also use their holster kit clipped right onto my saddle to carry in my climbing sticks while keeping my hands free. If you're interested in getting a mobile hunting setup like mine, go to xopoutdoors.com and use code NOMADIC for 10% off at checkout. Yeah, but it's like you get out there and deer still get through that 40 without oh, being yeah. seen by people. It's pretty wild, but I can't tell you how many prayers. I bet you I've prayed more for Billy to get a deer every year than anybody else. Because I'm like, as soon as she gets a deer, I'm taking her spot. <laughs> she, you just and have a She's spot. got the hot spot. She yeah. does. And you could have had it this year, too. But I decided I wasn't shooting a small buck at 9 o'clock like usual. And I Usually. let it. I let the four-pointer go. Well, actually, he laid down by me until I got a coughing jag. And then I spooked him out. And about 10 minutes later, the six-pointer came through. And I wanted to shoot the six-pointer. But when I first saw him, he was already... If I was facing south, he was already probably at the 7 o'clock mark to my left. So I had to stand up, turn around, and face the other way, move my gun around and get it, you know, where I could see without blasting a, a branch off of a tree. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't have a shot that I was comfortable with. Uh, my, my record of one shot, one kill still stands. Um, I don't take risky shots. I want yeah. my deer to drop right where I... I don't like tracking, and uh, so I didn't take the shot. So yeah. you get a box, of but that. had I taken the shot, somebody would have had my stand about nine fifteen. She's because you guys don't let the seat get cold. <laughs> no, it, and it's always me and Sam. It's like we hear a shot, and we're both like, "Hey, we'll come help drag yeah. her." So I get her stand, just yeah. so you know. Mom's yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. so this year I I go t- uh, 
tagless or deerless, I guess. Um, but that's all right. It it's pretty amazing. Like, I think we talk about it every year, but how the deer respond to shooting out there just it doesn't make any sense. They froze when I shot that doe on Saturday. They just looked around. They had That's no because idea of the because hills it's so rigid. Yeah, they don't know where it, it's off the hills. It, it bounces off. Directions. Yeah, they just ha- they have no idea where it came from. But it's like that last year. Last year was probably the most crazy week or few first few days of hunting that I had seen because you shot one opening day. I didn't see any or I think you shot a doe opening day too, didn't yeah, you? Th- yeah. Um and then in the morning. And then on Sunday I shot a buck and while I'm wa- like uh, down at the buck, I look up and there's a doe. I shoot the doe. We come back two hours later. Aiden shoots his buck. We ended up, I think we had six gut piles all buried <laughs> under the leaves in one spot. The back coyotes there. eat well, yeah. And it's just like they just keep coming. Yeah. Right As soon as you shoot, yeah. they might run right to the shot. Yeah. And it is, you know. I, well, I have a hard time sitting back there, and you hear a shot, and I think it might be you across the road, and it's actually Billy the complete oh, opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. It's like. I would have swore it came from there. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it because I think the deer are confused just like we yeah. are, yep. not knowing where it's coming from. I mean, you can sit there, and if, if if the wind direction and the direction that they're shooting and whatever is the backdrop and whatever, I mean, that plays a huge part as to what you are hearing mm-hmm. and trying to figure out where it's coming from. And, at one, and you can have somebody standing right next to you and fire, and because it's not like away from you or in front of you sometimes it's even hard to hear that i mean they can be really close to you and you're like which way did that come from where did it come from and they're not very far from you at all but it just matters you know i mean all of those things take um you know uh, take part in that and i think it's the same for the deer they just they're probably just as confused because i'm sure they're hearing the same thing we are so yeah so you got you got a doe Mom, you got a buck? Yep. I think I'm the only one on our property where we hunt. I was the only one that could The only one that got something so so far. far. Sam's still hunting. And you guys are heading back tomorrow, right? Right, We're leaving, going home tomorrow. When are you done hunting? Or are you going back out? I won't be back out if I go out until the weekend, until probably Friday or Saturday. Because I really, we have the venison we need. We're grinding this one for burger. Um, And... um, yeah, I mean, I can get a doe yet. I don't know if I'm going to go out for one or not. Kevin wants to get a nice buck this year, and there's plenty of them out there for him to, sh- you know, hopefully she get a shot pictures at. Of what she and oh, yeah. so I'm Holy hoping he man. gets a shot at one. But we really don't need. I don't need to take any more deer than what we actually need to eat this year. So yeah. I don't think I'm. I probably am not going back out this year. I honestly, I've always said I would love to go out there and take my camera out there and just sit out there and take pictures. And this might be a year to do that. It might be a good weekend this next weekend just to sit out in my blind and just get some pictures with my nice uh, Zoom camera and just, you know, get some wildlife stuff and, you know, do some of that. Um, You know, the other thing is I've always wanted to write while I was out there. And if I don't have my gun out there, I don't have any pressure to have to shoot anything. So I can just sit out there and enjoy what's out there. And so that might be another option I might do this year because I really, really want to sit and um, look at. Um, I would like to write a, a, a kid's book about about uh, the woods waking up. That's yeah. kind of something that I've always wanted to do. So, you know, just 
So I might, gotta, I might do that too. So I don't know. As long as you put in there that when the woods wake up, every stump, branch, stump buck, uh, yeah, <laughs> rock, <laughs> tuft of grass, everything looks like a deer when and the woods are waking up. And it, it's insane. And and but the the thing that I love about the woods waking up is it's it's almost predictable now since you, since being in the woods how many years you know this year was my 43rd year in the woods i've never missed an opening season and so that was my motivation for getting out there after my surgery this year oh, and old. so anyway <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that mark anyways but that it, it's just fun watching the succession of everything waking up and it's always the same it's always the first little tweety mouse birds. mouse uh-huh. and the little tweety birds and the and this squirrel and this tree you know is all of a sudden they're just you hear the scratching and then they're trampling through the you know leaves and stuff and it's just it's the same every year and it's just so much fun watching things just all of a sudden like hey it's morning you know like yep. yesterday yesterday it's like I, a disney movie it, it is but with more violence yeah. And, and <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know bambi's pretty violent but anyway <laughs> Um, but um, yesterday I almost sent out a message because I was like, uh, I almost sent out a message saying, you know, these, these squirrels have already had their morning caffeine. We're done. We're done with that because they were just, I mean, you'd think it was a herd coming through and it's some stupid little red squirrel that just can't settle down. That's why I didn't catch that six pointer because that black squirrel's. Was uh, up and down the oak tree. The black ones are violent. They're than the other ones. When is squirrel season? Is it going, <laughs> it's going on, on right September. now? It is. Mm-hmm. I'm, Mid-September. I might go to Walmart and buy a 22 tomorrow. <laughs> I always got those black squirrels so mm. bad. If you sit in my stand and you look 9 o'clock, there is a big oak tree that's snapped off and you'll see the big hole in it. There's yep. a black squirrel in that tree. I, so <laughs> today I went out. I went out this morning for a little bit with my bow and... From where your stand is looking, I was sitting at like four o'clock, about I don't know fifty yards, and I could see that freaking black squirrel. <laughs> He's beautiful. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, yeah. and I'm like, that sounds like sounds like an elephant. A deer slowly, yeah. like yeah. it's running, and then comes to a stop, and I'm like. <laughs> oh, the freaking yeah. squirrel! I, I want to kill him. I have got to tell you. So, sitting out there yesterday, I was just chuckling to myself because that video of the guy who's dressed up as a squirrel. Oh yeah. And he's—I can't—I don't know what his name is, but I laugh every time I think of this guy. I used to send he, that to everybody. He is trip. so freaking spot on yeah. with being a squirrel, yeah. and he's dressed up as a squirrel yeah. and trying to make annoying, f- annoying, hunters. annoying the hunters Shows. out there and the whole thing. Yeah. And yesterday, when they're doing the. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. started giggling because I'm like, this is I'll never so scoff at that. Perfect with that this part with the squirrel. It's I'll never scoff spot on yeah. because that was one of the nice bucks that I shot a few years back. That's how I got my first and the, buck. Yeah. To hear him that, and all right, everybody that's listening is going to make fun. Oh God, don't do that again. But you know that yeah. that they do, and he was sassing the buck that was. Yeah. I didn't see the deer, Blue but he was sassing. Now they give away deer. So and much. this whole weekend up there on the ridge, in those saplings, there was just a bunch. I could see them when the sun was shining. There, it just illuminated those doors that were up in there. Yeah. And but they're on the other side, so I just sat and watched them. And I can't shoot them; they're on a neighbor's property. But yet. Uh, I could hear those squirrels up there just sassing them yep. deer everywhere. And every time I heard that sound yesterday, I'd be like, okay, yeah. where's, where's the deer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's trying to tell the it's deer that I'm something. here. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. something yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we were hunting that island during bow season, early October, and the Blue Jays were really <laughs> bad about th- I mean, they were awesome. 
and we were like, man, those are the snitches of the woods. Oh, yeah. You know, like you yeah. hear the blue jay go off, and you know something. It might be yeah. a coyote, raccoon, yeah. bobcat, deer, something's going whatever. On. Something's coming. Yeah. Or something's moving. Mm-hmm. And the same squirrel thing happened to me last yeah. year. First sit of the year, I had two days to bow hunt in Missouri because <laughs> that's when we were traveling a bunch. And I'm sitting in the stand, I don't know, an hour. And I hear all the squirrels, and I keep – I'm always looking back like, maybe, maybe this time it's a deer. No, nope, still the squirrels. <laughs> well, I hear them scatter and do that chatter, and I was like, all right, here we go. And then I hear – I'm like, that's too consistent to be a squirrel. Look back, and there's a buck. They gave it away. Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't like seeing a ton of squirrels. No. But when they help you out, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. they must <laughs> – they get upset with the deer for eating the acorns. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to let him know you're coming. Yeah. You watch yeah. this. He's up yeah. in this tree. <laughs> yeah. They ain't out here hunting me. Nope. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. I've got to get back and give Sam her shot. So um, i got to head back over to Steph's house. But it's been a fun opening weekend. Bummer you guys are heading back. Can I talking about with Kevin and his family and Rhonda over here, this property? And we had a different type of tradition of what they have. They get together here in this house where we're sitting right now, and they play cards. They do all kinds of stuff. And um, that blew me away when we, when I met, when Rhonda married Kevin, uh, and I got to see this, and it was like, wow, an entirely different type. And they get yeah. together year after year, and they just come together as a huge family, yeah. which they are, you know, but... Uh, you know, we didn't have a farmhouse like this that's, what, I think over 100 and some years old. But yet we always got together, came on, you know, we're from the east side of Wisconsin. So we always dry, drove the four hours over here and we always hung out with you guys. And uh, this was a weird year for me, though, because it was the first opening weekend. You weren't here when I heard yeah. you were coming this morning. And I, that made me smile because Dan and... I always had the boys, my two sons, when Aaron was hunting to, as well, and you, Josh, and uh, Josh wasn't able to make it up this year. Got a dandy bull, but yet, um, you know, in Colorado, but yet, uh, yeah, it was always something that I enjoyed when we got yeah. together. And uh, I remember you all would come over by me, and uh, it wasn't long, and we'd all be sleeping on the same log. <laughs> yep, passed out. We'd be whittling sticks. You'd be snoring, yeah, or you'd yeah. be like, hey. We'd take turns. Keep an eye yeah. out. <laughs> take turns. Everybody would take a nap. Somebody would keep an eye out. Yeah, it was always something. So Yeah, it was definitely a different year. So um, it's been it's been just slow. I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, but it's different now than it used to be. It oh, used yeah. to always be so powerful and and so plentiful. Not powerful, but plentiful. But now it's so different. Um, I don't think that the deer are there. I just think that things change. Yeah. You know? Oh, for and, sure. Uh, the the property that we hunt on, uh, I think that we were talking about that the other day. If we get to figure out something to make them because they come in 
But they don't stay. They just come through. Well, I think it used to be a lot thicker on that property, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as the trees have fallen and the yep. leaves just completely cut. I mean, there's a foot of leaves in yeah. some spots. Yeah. There's just not a lot of young growth. And I think we need more cover In 94, when we first right started, uh, there had been a tornado or something that had come through there. And it was like pickup sticks. The trees were just all over. And, there. and the deer were there, and they stayed there because you needed a helicopter to get them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I just wanted to jump back in. My my dad says, "Oh, we should have talked about that story." And you know, like I mentioned before, there's no running water or anything here at the farm, and we have an outhouse. And there's quite a few stories about the outhouse, but <laughs> the one dad says, "Oh, yeah, we should have talked about that." Was the time Bobby T, who it's called the DNR Ranch for David and Robert. Was sitting in the outhouse, and next thing you know, a possum come up to the hole next to him. Oh my gosh! Scared him ho- oh so bad when you were talking about scared Wayne. the crap out of him. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> uh, he come running out of the outhouse, pants down to his ankles, just screaming. <laughs> so when you were talking about Wayne, Dad had thought about that, but then I jumped off so these guys could get in. Yeah. Um, because I know you got to oh get going. So yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah. A lot of hooting and hollering around here for some good reasons, but when you got a <laughs> possum sitting in the sugar next to you, yeah. yes. oh my god, <laughs> it's time to go. Uh, yeah. so. Literally, I can't. Yes, yeah, literally, I, I yeah. can't imagine that would. I got bit one time by a bug. I was sitting on the toilet at work, Ooh. and all of a sudden, I just feel a sharp pain, like on my thought like right yeah. underneath my butt cheek oh. and i get up and i just see these two little pinchers coming out from under the seat <laughs> oh, wow. listen you never feel as vulnerable as yeah, you do oh, yeah. i'm Violated not scared too. of bugs i don't really get worried i've had <laughs> spiders in my boots we just had a scorpion walking across the floor when we were in florida i'm good with all that stuff when you're pooping it's a different story <laughs> oh, like boy. that is that's, sacred time yeah, yeah, you should not be yeah that's me that's time. Private yeah. Time. yeah. And, and then the, the other thing that was sort of unique around here and you'll have to take a picture and see if you can get on somehow but uh quite a few years ago matter of fact i think the date's on there there was a brain dead deer um in the area yeah Um, people would drive by it on the road all the time and this thing would just literally walk in circles and nobody thought anything of it well my uncle orville seen it and bobby t and cuz they went with the mule the the kawasaki mule and loaded this thing up because it was just walking in circles around on the road and it's like well it's gonna get hit yeah so they loaded it up in the mule brought it over here to the farm tied it up called the dnr this is the day before deer hunting and the dnr says well you know there there really ain't much we can tell you to do with it if it's you know let it go if it's still there tomorrow shoot it and bring it in and we'll get you a new tag yeah so that's what they ended up doing (laughs) and literally it was brain dead so they figured it got injured and a mite or something got into it. Oh, and yeah. We call it the brain dead deer, but Cuz went in, registered it, and then we played the joke on Bobby saying that he had won a lottery or something because he did this. And he won like $500 and another <laughs> tag and all this. That wasn't true, but it was uh, it was just an interesting moment for deer around here. And, you know, with your mom getting that broken antler and stuff. Yeah. I mean, weird stuff happens. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Those are the freaks that everybody likes. Yeah. I like them. Billy yeah. likes them. Oh, yeah. The oddballs. The, the, the ones, ones that really stick story. out. Yeah. 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 That's always, yeah. it's always interesting to see different antler. And, yeah. I mean, you guys have a lot of deer here that have holes in their horns. Yeah. We we 
had quite a history there for two, three years of multiple horns with holes in the end of them. Yeah. Like from mites or something. But yeah, just strange racks here and there. But now things other than your mom's, um, things look somewhat normal, whatever that might be. Hold on. Okay. You just, I was like, I don't know what Dear direction. Rex. The strange racks other than your mom's. <laughs> and then you pointed right At, about chest level. Uh, oh, there and it is. I'm like, I do you know, not need to hear this, Kevin. And you're getting tired. I just <laughs> I just don't. I was referring to deer racks. We are okay. talking yeah. about oh, deer racks. Oh, my gosh. Here, so. yeah. That's the. Yeah. I didn't know that the talking billy bass made uh, breasts. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, yeah. Just yeah. saw Learn something new today. Just saw it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know why you guys always hang out over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I want to jump on quick and just share them stories. Dad and I got talking about it after we jumped off. And yeah. I know Zach would like to visit, too, but maybe some other time. Oh, yeah. I know you got to get going, and uh, unfortunately, you guys are heading out tomorrow. But Yeah, hopefully we've got some more success stories by, we look forward to oh, this yeah. by later this week. So We look yeah. forward to this every year, and it goes by so quick that... Now we're headed home. I think Zach's gonna fry up some venison bacon. Too. Oh, that sounds Night, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Before sounds we real go. good. Well, I'm gonna jet, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll knock out another podcast. Hang on, Billy's get some. I was gonna say before we go, I'm gonna put a shameless plug in for my nine o'clock uh, Saturday morning deer showdown. Yeah. The the secret to my success, little Debbie snack cakes. You get cold, or you get bored because you're not seeing nothing. You dig through the backpack, you pull out that little Debbie snack cake, start making some noise, and <coughs> nine o'clock, nine fifteen, two bucks came out. Listen, if so you every don't year, every year, that's the, that's the gig for me. If you don't have little Debbies, you're not even hunting. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, you're not even hunting. Oh, yeah. Swiss minute. cake rolls. Oh, yes. <laughs> See, little Debbie yeah. should just sponsor I me. This like, I'm, I'm Swiss there. cake rolls, Star oh, yeah. Crunch, oh, oh, man. Nutty Buddies, Nutty Zebra Cakes. Oh, Zebra Cakes. Why are the cakes. Christmas why are the Christmas tree ones so much better? I don't know if it's I all want, the same ingredients. I had a zebra cake this morning. I don't know if I wanted to eat it or just so rub good. it all over my face. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be oh man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, if I ever win the lottery, cake. I'm just gonna make you know like the ball pit cakes. and just have it all be zebra <laughs> oh, cakes man. and just a zebra around. cake bed. Think about oh, that. Man. Just like that. You know what? Settle. I bet you could sell tickets to oh. this YouTube episode. That sounds a little on creepy for note. me. Yeah. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're out on that. <laughs> yeah. Onlysnacks.com. So if I can say one thing to everybody that's listening, if you are a hunter and you've got kids coming up or you've got nephews and all of that, make, if you're not doing it already, make it a tradition. Oh, yeah. Um, because it is something that... As the kids are younger, yeah, they're going to drive you nuts. Yeah, you're going to sometimes think, man, what was I thinking? They should have stayed home with mom. Or, so much or, quieter and, without them. You know, and they're, they're freezing. They want to go or they're wandering around or they don't want to sit anymore. But you know what? As they get older, they're... It's it's the memories. It starts you know. clicking for them. And they I think start about the thirty years that we've almost got on a property we're hunting. Me and Billy just the eighth of November we got married uh, in nineteen eighty six. We celebrated thirty seven years of wedded bliss, and we waited when we got married. We waited two weeks, and our honeymoon was we went deer hunting, and we've been hunting together since. That's and, cool. Uh, but that's you know make the, those traditions you know. 
and uh, Kevin and Rhonda have got theirs here with uh, with uh, his his family and all of that. We have ours, you know, and uh, it's a little bit different a tradition. We don't have a a house that we all you know where we come together in the woods and everything, and we do spend a little time together. We you know your mom's place and that and uh, but yeah, it's uh, you got to do it. But Start if you, it, yeah. If, if you don't have kids. Find a be kid. a mentor to yeah. them, especially yeah. if you are a fan of the outdoors. Because, yeah. you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we had an opportunity as we're cleaning out 37 plus years of garbage in the garage and stuff that we don't use anymore. And uh, we decided to donate um, a lot of hunting decoys for waterfowl yeah. and other gear. And um, stuff that I haven't we, used. We for just. Years. Asked asked a, f- a friend of ours in Two Rivers if he knew of anybody starting out that needed some gear, and he says, "Funny, I, you say that because just this morning I had uh, a grandma um, contact me that her grandson wanted to get in Destroy. hunting. That's cool. And uh, the very next, like that, the very next weekend, he had um, well, she said his she first spread of all the ducks that he had shot. Oh, she had no idea that how cool. expensive decoys were. And she couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, you know, maybe next year. It might know. be just stuff that you're discarding because you're like, ah, that's so outdated. And some of these yeah, decoys look terrible. Some of the decoys that had you he hunted. Was, yeah, he me. was thrilled to to be able to get out there and hunt and have his, some of his own gear, even though it's, you know, I, like I said, it was I pretty worn out. I had four bags, and, uh, duck um, and goose that gave some So you can make a big impact. Yeah, and uh, that's cool. They, he had looked at him, and our friend he had he, him put his name on everything uh, with a magic marker so that he could, you know. And uh, after the okay, let's that's it got halfway through him, and there was still more to do. And uh, he said, uh, "Put everything back in the bags." And well, we'll have to find room out in the garage for him. He says, "No, yeah, I'm sleeping with these." <laughs> he said, so that's yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. And he sent me a picture of him with all the decoys out in his living room. And he says, Marky, we, we made a, a kid's day today. That's sweet. So, yeah. Well, good for you guys for doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Everybody get out. Get get your kids out. Get yeah. other kids out. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be for hunting. And, uh, There's so many outdoors things. Uh, just get them out oh, in the yeah. outdoors. Get them away from the video games and the TVs. Yeah. Oh, and the, man. Just get, get them in stuff. the outdoors and make memories. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys, for hopping Thank on. You. It's you always fun to do these podcasts, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I look forward to this part of it now every year. Yeah. So, yeah. Until next time. Yeah. All right. Everybody, God bless.